Hi, this is Kim Tolliver. Welcome to RevDive. In today's episode, I'll be discussing several key clarifications on medical decision-making for evaluation and management services. Now, these clarifications were recently published by the AMA on March 9th, and they're retroactively effective on January 1st, 2021. So let's get started with clarifications on presenting problems and risk. So presenting problems and comorbidities may drive medical decision-making even when the diagnosis doesn't have a high morbidity. So an example would be a foot infection, right? The presenting problems could show that the infection is staying the same. However, let's say that patient has a comorbidity of, of of diabetes, right? They have an underlying illness. Um, That's going to increase the risk. So although the foot infection with itself may not have a high morbidity, um, that patient having an underlying condition of diabetes will increase that risk. So the risk is going to relate to the risk of the condition. Now, the risk of the condition is going to be distinct from the risk of the management. So we want to make sure that we're doing our documentation appropriately so we capture all of that information. Something else that was recently clarified by the AMA, which was really helpful, is the term analyzed for reporting a test in the data column for medical decision making. And what I have up here um, for you is the AMA's revised guidelines on medical decision-making. And when we think about analysis of results, um, this is going to always kind of show up in the data column, okay? Um, So so a couple things to think about is that um, tests ordered are considered analyzed when those results are reported, okay? So when tests are ordered during an encounter, they are counted in that encounter. Now, when tests are ordered outside of an encounter, they should be counted during the encounter in which those tests are analyzed, okay? So let's say, for example, if a few days after the date of service, the physician orders a CBC for a patient, if the analysis for that CBC is performed at the next visit, then that's when it's counted. Okay. One thing to note, and the AMA did complete this clarification very recently, but it's something to remember that a pulse ox is not a test um, for the purposes of data reviewed and data analyzed within MDM. Okay. So we don't count pulse ox um, in MDM. Also, remember that any service that the professional component like an interpretation is separately reported as another evaluation and management, then those interpretations or those analysis are not going to be counted as a data element um, in your MDM levels for your particular encounter, especially if it's going to be billed separately. Another clarification is a unique test. And this is something that we we want to keep in mind, okay? So when there's a review of all materials from a unique source, it counts as one element towards medical decision-making. So let's say um, we're, we're looking at 
serial blood, blood glucose values. That counts as one unique test. So basically, tests that have overlapping elements that are not unique, even are not going to be considered unique, even if they have distinct CPT codes, okay? They're all going to be considered as one element towards your medical decision making. The other clarification that we received from the AMA is the term discussion between physicians and other qualified healthcare professionals. So the discussion that we're, we're referring to um, obviously needs to be about a specific patient, a unique patient. That discussion, according to AMA, um, must be an interactive exchange, okay? So back and forth. Um, and it must be direct discussion between the two physicians or other qualified healthcare professionals. So direct means that it can't be like a secondhand conversation through liaisons like clinical staff and others. Some other factors for discussion is going to be that the discussion doesn't need to happen on the date of service, uh, but it's only going to be counted when it's used in the decision making of the date of service. The other clarification that we got is that the discussion may only be counted one time. Um, we also learned that the discussion may be asynchronous, okay? So it can be a virtual discussion, so it doesn't need to be real time, okay? And this definitely helps with the telehealth services. Um, the other clarification that we received for discussion is that it needs to occur within a short period of time like within a day or two from that particular date of service. So that's something that we wanna keep in mind. Um, we also got some clarifications on the independent historian. Now, before I kind of dive into the independent uh, historian clarification, let me just also kind of preface this by saying that, by just kind of giving you a description of what an independent historian is, right? So this is going to be someone who provides a history in addition to the history that's provided by the patient. Um, and given that the patient may not be able to provide a complete history or a reliable history, um, or because a confirmatory history is judged to be necessary, okay? So this could be due to developmental stage, dementia, psychosis, um, any of those reasons um, that, that we may feel that we're not getting a complete or reliable history or that we need to have a confirmatory history. Um, so the other thing to, to just kind of think about when, when you're thinking about who this independent historian is, this person can be a parent, a guardian, a surrogate, a spouse, or a witness, right? So the clarification that we received from the AMA recently is that an independent history doesn't need to be obtained in person, but it does need to be obtained, obtained directly from the source who's giving that independent information. So that means that it needs to be obtained directly from that independent historian, but it does not need to be obtained in person. Again, this really helps to expand virtual care and telehealth services. 
Something else that we that we learned in the clarification from the AMA is the social determinants of health being included in the table of risk of complications and or morbidity or mortality of patient management. So what we've learned is that SDOH, so social determinants of health, so these are going to be socioeconomic conditions that influence one's health, that they are considered moderate risk to morbidity. So this is now on our MDM table. The other and final clarification that we're going to talk about today are going to be um, ordering tests, right? So reporting a test that is considered but not actually selected after shared decision-making. So ordering a test is always going to be within the category of test results, okay? So it's gonna show up there. Um, we do want to document tests that are being considered even if the test is not selected. So an example of this would be, uh, let's say a patient um, wants to, to rule out a condition that maybe they think that they have and they request that their provider order um, a diagnostic imaging. Now, the, the provider may feel that that medical, um, that diagnostic imaging may not be medically necessary, and they're going to have a discussion with the patient about the absence of the benefits for performing this imaging. We definitely want to make sure that this discussion, again, reporting that test um, that is considered but not selected. We want to document all of that in our progress note. So to kind of recap, we did get some clarifications on presenting problems and risk. So remember, those presenting problems and comorbidities may drive medical decision-making even when the diagnosis doesn't have a high morbidity. The term analyzed, we want to make sure that we are not considering interpretation or analysis for services that can be separately reported. We definitely want to make sure that tests that are ordered outside of an encounter are counted during the, count, the encounter in which they are actually an analyzed. We've also learned that clarification of a unique test is basically going to be um, one thing that we need to stay on the lookout for, right? So again, when there's a review of all materials from a unique source, it counts as one element toward medical decision-making. So a unique test could be a serial blood glucose level um, those values. It could be, um, you know, CBC with differential. As long as those tests have overlapping elements, they're not unique. We also got clarification on discussion between physicians and other healthcare providers. We, we've learned that it needs to be an interactive exchange, that it can be asynchronous, um, that it doesn't have to happen on the date of service, but it needs to occur within a short period of time from that date of service, and that that discussion can only happen once. Well, I shouldn't say it 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 can happen as many times as you as as you'd like, but it's only going to be counted one time. We also learned 
that the independent history doesn't need to be obtained in person. Um, we've also learned that social determinants of health are now considerate, considered moderate risk of morbidity within our table of risk. And then we've also learned um, that when we're, um, we're ordering tests for, for services or tests that are considered but not selected, we can still document that and get credit for it. Guys, thank you so much for joining RevDive today. I hope that you've gotten some tidbits of information on these clarifications for medical decision-making. Look forward to you joining us again on our next episode. Stay well.